Being able to raise kids with confidence in their abilities and the fortitude they need to succeed while providing a loving atmosphere at home is becoming more and more crucial and increasingly more difficult, especially when you are trying to create something different from what you knew as a kid. My name is Wanda Howard, and I am the founder of Traditions of Truth and host of Successful Parenting Podcast. I am here to show you the real keys to having success as a parent, where God is in the details so you can create the future you dream of and the home environment you love. Welcome back, everybody, to the Successful Parents Podcast. I am your host, Wanda Howard, and today's guests are mother and daughter duo, Carrie Conley and Laurel Wilson. After losing two members of their family to suicide, just three years apart, Carrie's um, husband and son and Laurel's father and brother, these two strong women chose to not just survive, but to thrive in the face of such adversity. Their mission is to help people of all ages identify their God-given purpose through vision. Carrie and Laurel offer hope to others by helping them overcome and uncover their silver lining and their perspective. When they're not at home in Oklahoma City or in Scottsdale, you can find them on stages worldwide teaching everyone young and young at heart that it's never too late to write down what your vision is and start your own true purpose. So welcome to the show, Carrie and Laurel. I'm so excited to have you. So please tell us more about yourself and what you do. Thank you, Wanda, for having us. Yeah, so um, I'm excited for this because you and I just met like literally over a little, literally a little over a month ago, right? So, so thank you for bringing us on. You know, we're always honored to be able to share our story. Um, we are actually originally from Colorado. I grew up there, and then we raised uh, our kids there. And I've been an entrepreneur for over 30 years. And the biggest thing that I had to teach my teams of people um, that uh, came into my businesses with me was the importance of having a very, very clear, detailed, huge vision for their life in writing, because most people have something kind of rolling around in their brain that they're hoping happens, uh, but it's not clear. And so, so they're kind of drifting, you know, and in this world, especially in the young adults, and Laurel can talk a little bit more about that. Um, that's just not a good place to be, yeah. right? Just leads people to a whole lot of anxiety, uh, depression, hopelessness, and it's just not great. So we are on a mission to really talk to people about why you need to have a purpose and a vision for your life. Oh, I love that. And and so, yes, how, how did it go from this, like, just terrible experience of losing your husband, your father, your brother, your son? Like, how did it, that transition, what was the journey from that to being able to even help people like you had to first get through the healing yourself. How did you accomplish that? What was, what was that journey and, and what drove you to that point? Yeah. So I'll kind of touch on that. Cause that's kind of when I came into the realm of working together with my mom, you know, we do some things individually too, but I always preface that it didn't happen overnight or even within like two or three years, it was several years for us. And I always share that because now where we are at and how open we are about sharing our story and using it the way that we do, it took a really long time. And so I always want people to know that, that, you know, give yourself a lot of grace as you walk through it, but also pay attention to the people and the situations that God is placing in your life. You know, when we lost my dad first, um, it was kind of this gradual thing where people sort of here and there would start talking to us about talking to us about 
what they have been through themselves, whether it was mental illness or loss or just anything in that realm. And I remember the three of us, actually, my mom, uh, my brother and I all talking about, you know, maybe we should be sharing our story of losing dad. And we had sort of talked about it. And, you know, of course, when my brother passed, it was a very big shock to us, of course, to be going through this again. But my mom and I also saw how there was more and more people coming to us with their situations. And it was healing for us. You know, we had to protect our emotions in certain ways because we, of course, were still healing through it. But we decided we thought, okay, we're seeing that we have a choice that we're either going to use this and it's going to help us heal or we're just going to keep this to ourselves and not allow God to to use this for some kind of purpose. Um, And so it wasn't until 2019 that we decided to write a book together. Um, And it wasn't just to share a story, but to help people through grief, whether it's for themselves or somebody they love and really have, you know, of course, of course, put our own energy into it, but really allowed God to just place the right people in our paths and opportunities to share our story. Oh, that was beautiful. And especially sadly, but in today's world, so many people are going through this. Like you either know somebody that has committed suicide or you know of somebody and so many people, like there's so many unanswered questions when that happens. So um, I'm going to turn it back to Laurel again and just ask, because this is a really unique opportunity since we have both mother and daughter here to kind of answer both sides. But so Laura, what was it that Carrie did for you to really help you as a kid? Cause that's, that's what our listeners are going to want to know most is what was it? How did a mom help their daughter get through this hard um, strain in your life? This, this unanswered questions and how did you get, how did your mom help you get through that time and be able to yeah. pull yourself out of it? I think one of the best things that we did and still do is, talk about the hard questions. You know, I think we can kind of feel it out when the other person maybe doesn't want to dive too deep into it, but there's, there's not been anything that's been, you know, off the table of us talking out, like why, why was this scenario played out this way? Or, or what did that day look like for you? And really talking that out because we went through it in different ways and, you know, we were in very different places in our life, of course. And so I think we sort of helped each other in that aspect of processing it, but also us both being very aware that we are going to process it differently. You know, I've been very open about the fact that counseling has helped me. And I, my mom has figured out for herself that she's much more of like a journaler. Um, that's right. We're journaler. That's your new, your new title, but you know, the journaling really helps a lot more. And so we never, I don't think she ever did this and I hope I haven't either, but putting that pressure on of, well, you know, this has been helping me. So you need to do this too. And so it's been more of just a support of like, all right, if counseling's helping you, that's awesome. Not necessarily my path. And so we've kind of both had to figure that out along the way. Cause it's not like anyone knows how they're going to ha- handle a situation until they're in it. Right. Uh, I love that. Especially like just the focus of talking about it. It So many people I feel like get caught up in, well, I don't know the right things to say. I don't know like exactly how to come about it. And it's like, no, 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 no. You're missing the point. Just talk, just open up, just go through what happened. So that that's super helpful. Thank you. So Carrie, what, what was it then for you? What was your main like concern at that time? Like not only were, was your daughter hurting, but you were also hurting. So how were you able to help yourself and her? What was your biggest concern? And what can you share with the moms that want to know how to get through their own situations like this? 
Well, I think what's important to remember is to note here one is that uh, Laurel was an adult already. She was, you know, about to enter her junior year of college, and she's always been very mature for her age uh, and is very emotionally intelligent. So it wasn't a lot of me having to stop what I was doing and figure out how to help her. We were really doing it together. Um, I think more as friends and as mother, daughter, and especially after my son died, you know, we really just had to rally and be there for each other, but we also had to, um, respect each other's way of doing things and, um, in space, giving each other space, um, so it's been interesting. We've just had to figure it out together. So it hasn't been really me mothering her, I don't think. Um, oh. I think we've just kind of, you know, shared, like Laurel said, we've never left anything off the table. And however she wanted to handle it, I was in full support of that and vice versa. Oh, I love that. And I love like that you said brought the friendship element into it. That's something I'm so passionate about. And, and the fact that even though maybe in that scenario, when it happened, it wasn't like this huge shift, drop everything, focus on Laurel. You guys had done the work prior to build a relationship where you were friends. There's, right. there's this saying that like, you can't be both um, a friend and a parent to your kid. And every time I hear that, I'm like, oh man, don't say that. Like you need to be that friend for your kid. Cause that that's really what's going to make the difference long-term. So um so after this happens, you go through this heart-wrenching experience. What was it like to um, gain more relationships? How, how did you let other people in? Because I know that that's scary after losing somebody. How did you get through that? Well, we're both kind of not, I don't want to say smiling by any means. It's just a topic we talk about a lot because this was something we we really had to kind of learn the hard way in a bit. And it was more so of us figuring out how to love people differently, how to give people grace a lot differently. Um, and it wasn't at first letting more people in, it was letting some people go. And I think that was hard because when you are going through a loss of people, you know, physically in your life in this world, the last thing you want is to lose more relationships. And I know this was especially hard for me because being 20 years old in college, and especially right after I graduated, I'm like, oh, I want to hold on to all of my friends. But it, none of them had walked through what I had walked through. And it wasn't their fault that they hadn't, of course, but we just were not at the same place anymore. And we were not at the same, you know, relationship level or whatever you want to call it. And so we had to, I had to learn, especially to let go of some of those friendships, to have some people come into my life that were a lot more grounded in their faith. And we're going to kind of help me through that series as well. Um, and I also started dating my husband six months after my dad had passed. And I always tell this funny story that the very first date that we went on and I'd known him prior. So it wasn't like, you know, that was the first time I'd ever met him. We had known each other as friends for a couple of years. And he had asked me to, you know, go on a date. And I literally said to him, I said, listen, here's all that I just went through. I said, I don't know that I'm really in a place to be in a relationship. So if you don't want to talk to me after this date, that is totally fine. I knew I was like, I have to give him permission because I felt like I was carrying so much baggage and, and in return, it wasn't, he didn't see it that way. And so now we've been married, you know, for four years, but it was funny because I felt, I was like, I can't bring these people into my life because I'm not at my best. And it was such a way of God showing me that I don't have to be perfect for people to still love who I am and want to walk through that with me. Oh, I love that. And, and that is such a true uh, principle of having to let people go 
first, like Mm -hmm. to be able to really build those connections that are going to carry you through. Like you have to be willing to let people go. And it's, it's painful. It's so hard, especially like what you said, when you go through something that you just lose someone, you want to hold on to every single person you can. So thank you for sharing that. And so Carrie, what, what was it like for you on your side? Well, I just did what Laurel said, you know, it was just very eye-opening. We had a, a large, large circle of friends because we were very involved in a very large church. Um, and we had a very connected, big neighborhood. And so there were a lot of people in our life. And we just learned, like Laurel said, the painful way that not everybody was going to walk this journey with us. Um, they Number one, a lot of people just dropped off because I don't think they could handle what was happening with us. And they didn't know how to deal with us. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of heartbreaking because we're talking, you know, super close people, family members, very good friends um, of both my husband and my son. And yeah, so, so, and, you know, for a while you look at it and you get a little bitter about it and you think, wow, why is this happening? And why, why are they disappearing? And then we started learning that we just had to give them, this is one of the chapters in our book, a whole lot of grace and mercy, because, they just, they had not walked through what we were walking through. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, to be honest with you, if this had not happened to us, we wouldn't have been able to understand it if, for somebody else either. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just a very eye-opening thing yeah. and it's okay. It's totally okay. Wow. So that that's such a good principle of truth right there that if you haven't walked through some of these things, it, you don't know how to walk with somebody that has. And most of our listeners here will be very familiar with that kind of pain in their life, just because most of them are estranged from their families and estranged from um, what they grew up with. And so it's such a true uh, just pain point that when you are surrounded with people that you love and having to lose them, it's, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that because it it's painful, but it is beautiful and it's not a fault. It's just, you have to be willing to walk different paths until they come back together again. So, okay. exactly. so then I want you to share with us, like after you got out of this point and you were able to give people grace and heal more, how did you really start climbing out of it and not just survive, like you said, but thrive in your world? get out of that survival mode and actually thrived? Well, I don't know that you ever get out of it. The yeah. journey shifts and changes. It is what it is. It's a part of our world now. So, um, so you know, we just, like Laurel said, we handled it both in different ways. Laurel really enjoyed going to counseling. I did not do well with that. Um, I went very inward for quite a while and still do. Um, the first hour of my day is spent in quiet uh, solitude, reading scripture, devotions, journaling, setting my intentions for the day. Um, That has always worked for me. Um, I am not good at sitting still for very long. And so it was, it's, it was good for me to keep really, really busy. Um, But I've learned to pace myself now. I don't run as fast as I used to. um, And I only do what I really feel called to do, not what I feel like I should do. And that's working really well, really well for me now, especially since moving here um, a year ago to be close to Laurel's family. 
Um, it's been a big shift in dynamics of my lifestyle. And I've had to give myself a whole lot of grace and moving at a whole different pace. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. how, um, with what you do in your business then and setting goals, I really wanted to emphasize the importance of defining success because so many people want to get out of the trenches and they want to build this thrive life. But oftentimes it's just this element of not even knowing what, what they're aiming for, what that end point is, what is the end goal of success? So can you share with us like that importance and and the difference that can make when you can just define success? Yeah. Well, it's just, you, people don't sit down and get really clear on the life that they want to create. So when I was about Laurel's age, I had a mentor come into my life. I was, this was the late eighties, Wanda. So I was doing what we were told to do was come out of college, get a degree, you know, get the degree, get the job and off you go. My husband did that very, very successfully. I didn't do the nine to five gig very well. Um, So I had someone come into my life saying, look, you can create your life to look like whatever you want. You just have to get clear on what that is. And so I took a day off of work and in solitude, wrote out in detail, if this is what I wanted, this is what I want it to look like. And I don't, most people never do that. And that's what I teach. And now a part of what Laurel teaches as well is how to get your desires out of your heart. What God's showing you is for you onto paper so that you can actually take some baby steps every day in the right direction of your dream life, your intentions, your purpose. That's thriving. The definition of success is following your own purpose. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Did you have anything to add there, Laura? Yeah, it's it's um, kind of a cool thing that happens when you're able to do this exercise my mom is talking about is that, you know, there is, you know, lots of definitions if you Google it or whatever of what success is, but I think it means something different to a lot of different people. And I don't think I really realized what it meant to me until I have had the chance to do my vision And what it looked like for me at that point, because our family had shifted so much and we had, you know, lost so many family members and things were changing, it was never missing out on the opportunity to spend time with them and to be with them. And for me personally, that looked like not being at a structured job anymore. You know, when I was pregnant with my son, I wanted to be out of the wedding industry. I was working like a madman, which was so fun. You know, before you have kids, it was great. But then I started to really see that that was not the desires of my heart or what I really, truly valued. And so it kind of defines that success for you when you look at your vision, because for other people having that structure and that, that, you know, career that, that they know that that's their purpose, that is success to them. But like my mom said, most people don't know what that looks like. And so we're, they're kind of striving for this generic idea of being successful, whether that's money or the house or whatever, but it, it usually is not those things for most people. Yeah, I love that. And it and it causes a ton of just go, 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 keep spinning the wheels and just trying super hard. And then one day you wake up and you're like, nothing feels right and what's what's mm-hmm. off. And so um what are the kind of people that end up coming into your world? Where are they at in their life? And how do you get started with them? They're all over the board. One is this uh, you know, Laurel. I have a huge heart for young adults um, and our kids. I don't know if you know this, but the suicide rate, of course, is escalating. And at the time, it's at the same time, it's escalating. The ages of kids are getting younger and younger, right? There's five-year-olds now that are taking their life. And so this, this indicates to me that it's, there's a lot of things coming at them early on. 
And so now this becomes in, in, in our world, a family thing, a family issue. Um, issue might not be the right word, but so, you know, we want to talk to the kids. We want to talk to young adults. We want to talk to the parents. Um, I end up coaching a lot of people that are my age and still haven't figured out what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's kind of a universal thing, which makes niching very hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And was it, was it always easy? Was the journey to being able to create a Thrive Life, was that easy or were there hiccups along the way? What part are you talking about being easy? Just was it easy to go from um, healing yourself and then being able to jump into the world of helping and coaching others? Was that an easy transition? Because I know a lot of people are going to want to know when you go through something hard, you want to be able to help another person knowing that somebody else is going through that hard thing. Was that an easy transition for you? And was it easy to like um, start being able to coach people in a way that you connected with them? Well, again, I'm not fully healed. I'm a little bit further along in the journey than somebody who had lost their son, let's say a year ago, because it's been five years now. Um, And I think that's important for people to know that because most people don't feel, let me see how I can word this. If I had this all figured out, I would not be relatable to other people in their journey. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, they that. need to know that Laurel and I still have our dates, right? Um, because that's, that's real. And to say that I'm, that either of us are fully healed and maybe Laurel has a different perspective would not be a, I I don't know. You can't wait to be perfect at something to go help other people. And I think that's a big, big fallacy in this world. Right. Yeah. So many people shy away from being a leader, Wanda, because they think they have to be perfect to go, go do it. And that's so not true. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So, so Laurel in being in business with your mom and everything like that, how has that been for you? How have you guys been able to balance that relationship and how's that worked? Yeah. I mean, I think we bring a very good dynamic, especially like my mom was saying in the relatableness of that we had different experiences, you know, we went through the same thing, but we have different perspectives. And I think it's nice for people to see family members still working through it together. But when, but we are open in the fact that there has been other family members that it hasn't been that case. So it's kind of nice that people can at least see that hope in that aspect that we are family doing this together and also still sharing that it's not all perfect at the same time kind of a thing. Um, But we've definitely found along the journey of where our specialties are at a little bit more. And, you know, my mom mentioned, she kind of helps people across the board. And my journey has been a bit different of figuring out exactly who it is that I talk to. You know, I think my mom obviously has a lot more life experience and can speak to families and, and people that are parents with kids. You know, I'm only two years into being a parent. And so I think it's cool to have that dynamic brought in. And then I've noticed with myself, I speak a lot more to college students because I was halfway through college when I lost my dad. And I didn't really ever think about how, how, how relevant that was because I was so lost in that time in my life that it makes sense for me to speak to those people. So it's cool that we can come together in certain situations to share our story. And then there's other times where it's like, this is perfect for you know, what you've walked through and then perfect for what I've walked through. So it's been cool to kind of have both of those um, dynamics, but in turn, you know, being able to touch a lot of different people in different phases of life. Oh, I love that. And what I'm hearing both of you say is in business, in relationships, in the hard times, it isn't, it, 
it is not near as important to focus on saying it exactly right or making sure that you know how things are going to work out or having the perfect plan in place. It's mostly about cultivating a relationship, understanding that both of you are seeing it from a different perspective, trying to understand that perspective, opening up the conversation in a real way and not being worried about offending or tipping on toes is being open and honest. And that is something that I think so much of the world needs right now, because we're in the cancel culture that's so prevalent, so many areas of life. That's what I see is so many families are just worried about saying the wrong thing to their kid. And what if they say the wrong thing at school? And, and it's really that openness that we need to start getting back into our relationships again. So thank yeah. you. It's, you know, it's not one of those journeys where you can have a black and white plan for how this is going to work out. You know, I think that I, and maybe my mom doesn't feel this way, but we're both um, Enneagram threes. I don't know if you know much about the Enneagram, but you know, very much doers and wanting to have that plan to know that we're doing the right next step all the time. And it's not one of those situations where it really can be that way. You know, jumping into this, I think is definitely an adjustment because it's, it isn't black and white. It's not like we're selling this one product. It's a one-time thing. It's, it's walking somebody through a very tough journey that we've been through ourselves. And, you know, when you're talking about hiccups along the way, I think we've both dealt with doubting, like, why, why did we decide to do this? Like, are we the right people to do this? And is it actually helping anybody? Um, but we have to remove that, that control aspect, I guess, of feeling like we have to be knowing exactly every step that's happening. Yeah, that's beautiful. Especially since part of like that controlling aspect, how you're able to get rid of that is exactly what you guys touched on before of knowing what success is for you guys, knowing how, what your success looks like is what makes it possible for you to keep going, keep marching forward. Because just like Carrie shared too, we're never perfect. We're never completely healed. We carry our pains with us. And so being able to really walk through together with the people that are also trying to get better. That's, oh, that's beautiful guys. I'm, I'm so, so glad that you guys came on today. And is there anything else if people are listening that they want to connect with you guys, where can they go? How can they more about you? Where, where would you guide them? Well, I would just say lastly that I, it's because of your audience wanted that I, it's, this is, again, this is a family thing, right? And uh, parents need to be leading by example and living their own, living out their own purpose and their vision for their life, because our kids need those examples right now, now more than ever. And they also need to be having dialogue with their kiddos about what their dreams are. You know, what do, what do they want? What's in their heart? I've done this vision work a, a few times with a handful of families, and I want to start doing a lot more of it. And I've been so encouraged by the results from it, about the dialogue that it opened up for them as their family. And I think it shows their kids that you have a lot of respect for them as a parent, that you really care about them, not because you are their, they are your child, but because they are a, are a person with a purpose, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So really brings them back up to being an equal person that you want to work with them, not you're the superior that has to control and make sure all the pieces of their life work together. Exactly. Beautiful. Was there something you want to add there, Laurel? Yeah, I was just going to say too that um, in terms of connecting with us, Instagram and Facebook are where we are always at. Um, I'm mostly, I'm heavily present on Instagram for sure, but always a great way to connect. I know I think both of us have 
um, our book link in our bios too. And uh, we are on Audible now, which is very exciting. Took a long time. It was a process. But yeah, the book is always a great resource. It's something too that people can uh, work through themselves or their families. There's questions at the end of each chapter. So if that's something too that families want to work through together, you know, as well as some vision work, we did that on purpose. So it can be very tangible for um, anyone that's walking through any adversity. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. I will add those links to your Instagram and to that book because definitely people need to just having a tool to be able to open the conversation is the biggest hurdle sometimes to just start. So thank you so much. And to everybody who's listening, thank you for being here. I'm so excited for you to be able to learn from Carrie and Laurel. They're incredible. So go and follow them and we will see you next time. I am so glad that you were able to be here and discover more with us of what it means to be a successful parent. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and leave us a rate interview so that we can reach more amazing parents who are looking for ways to truly succeed with their kids too. Find me on Instagram or Facebook at WandaHoward.Live. If you're like, holy cow, this was amazing, but I have so many more questions, then send me a DM with your biggest takeaways and all of your questions. I'll be sure to take care of you. Have an amazing day and I will see you in our next episode.